Boom. Man, I love it, dude. I love it. It's good stuff. All right. Welcome down to Money Down Podcast. This is episode five for the investor inside us all. I'm Zero Down Willis here with our co-host, Big Money Bates. What's up, man? What's the latest five. and greatest? Five is alive, bro. You remember Short Circuit? Yeah, you're too young for that. Five, Johnny Five is alive. Nope. All right. Well, I mean, do we get benefits when we hit episode five? Is that in our compensation plan? No, I, I don't believe so. For some reason, I thought I thought it was. Oh, man, life is hitting normal now. Like, uh, it's kind of a crazy couple of weeks there, even though uh, we might not have alluded to it in the uh, uh, online universe. But uh, our house has kind of settled back to normal and uh, continuing on with things and moving forward. Uh, what about you guys over there? We uh we had a little scare with baby girl, but she's good now, man. It was a uh, a fun little trip to to Vandy because she may have a food allergen or maybe she just had a stomach bug. We don't know yet. You said so, maybe eggs. Yeah, that's that's what she scarfed down that day. Woke up from the nap and we went to the ER. So hurts. But, that would hurt. Yeah, that was not fun. Um, but yeah, we're back, man. Back to Money Down podcast. So, I love it. Money, money down. Where are we at this week? And I, <laughs> last week, I feel like we touched on some stuff that we could really man, talk for hours on. Um, some loan stuff. I know I've done some research this week on LLCs, corporations, and mm -hmm. um, I know you got a meeting with a lawyer, I have a meeting with a tax guy. Yep. Uh, and I'm hoping between the two, we're going to get some uh, congruent information, you know, that we can move forward with. Because I'd sent you some stuff too, not realizing you were at the hospital at the time when I when I when I texted <laughs> it to you. I'm like, man, he's not replying. Oh, well, he's at the hospital. My bad. My bad. So yeah, where, where it'll we, be it'll be at? interesting, man. In the next couple of weeks, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, no, no real major updates on the LLC front other than uh, I think we had a conversation offline where um, the guy you're talking to didn't really recommend a parent LLC basically because of the uh, what you call it, a DBS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in what I what I found out, what I found out, too, and talking to him is there are. Uh, basically in the, in the structure that you had in mind, it's called a series LLC, mm. right? So a series LLC allows for that parent LLC and sub LLCs underneath it. Yeah. Um, and all that's for liability reasons, re reasons, right? And not every state. So I, I don't know uh, if, you know, who's listening or what. So it's not, but it is available in Tennessee. Uh, I think there's eight states that it's available, but Tennessee is one of them. However, based on the type of work that I do um, in the asset holding management, uh, mm -hmm. individual LLCs probably is going to work better for me right now on paper. Mm -hmm. However, for you, it's a little bit different ballgame, even though we're kind of doing some of the same things. It's just mm -hmm. a different the the material if you will i mean you're, you're kind of accumulating where i'm passing through 
mm-hmm. assets, short term and more like, you know, long term stuff. So you might find that series or in terms of Tennessee, or I don't even know if you're going to incorporate in Tennessee. You know, I don't know if you're going to look at other states or what, but uh, but he, my guy was mentioning that that regardless of the series, you still have to do some individual paperwork for um, for each account that that really doesn't make it super beneficial to have. Um, however, it, it, it is possible. It, it, it does exist. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, uh, oh, God, I was thinking something that just ran my mind. But uh, but yeah, so you might be looking at a series. That might be a question that you bring to your lawyer. Yeah, I mean, I've already ta- talked to my tax guy, and he seemed um, he seemed to think that it was it was definitely an option to have a parent company LLC. But he he uh, emphasized that there's a almost twice the work on paper. Yeah. So. You have to get a separate bank account. You have to file the taxes separately. You treat everything as two companies. Mm -hmm. Um, Or three or four. Yeah. 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 Um, Uh, And I think this, honestly, I think that's what my guy was saying too. Yeah. Um, And that's a good point too. You know, for our guests out there, like we've, for me, for instance, I've worked with my guy for, man, I think 15 even 20 years. I don't know. He's done. I don't remember anybody doing my taxes before Mm -hmm. him. That's how long it's been. And so he knows me, knows me intimately. Like our families know each other. That's how we met. We've hung out on holidays, you know, those, Mm -hmm. all those kind of things. So when he talks to me, he talks to me like definitely like a friend, like family, because we are Mm -hmm. right. And so he might, might not use, and I say that because like, if you just went out there and talked to a tax guy randomly, yeah. you're going to, you're probably, I would think you're going to get the same information, but it's going to be in a different way, deliver different, different words. So, you know, he's communicating with me in in ways that he can because of our relationship. Right. I don't know right, why I right, right. to say that. I'm just saying that sometimes we think because we don't hear things the same way, they're not saying the same things. Right. Exactly. So, so I just encourage, and that rolls back to even two weeks ago and last week about building our team. Your team has to start somewhere and there's going to be a day one for everybody. But the idea is to that you you build your business and relationships with these people for years and years and years. Um, right. So anyway, but, you know, a little chime in there. But uh, yeah. There's a, it looks like we actually have a question. Why wouldn't you choose a large umbrella policy versus the costs and tax rules that come with LLC if protection is what you're seeking? Let me see that. Oh, Ashton. Hey, buddy. Let me see here. Why would you choose? Why wouldn't oh, you choose? Why, oh, why wouldn't you? Oh, it, Ashton, I, am, am I reading through this saying, why wouldn't you just get insurance versus an LLC at all? Is that what you're saying? Just just purchase enough insurance? To, is that what you're getting from it too, Willis? So why wouldn't you choose a large umbrella policy? Oh, he's Yeah, he that's is. what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I think he's right from a cost standpoint. Ashton, I think you're right from a, a pure cost standpoint. The The reality is I don't want any liability to be pointed at me directly, right? So mm. even if I just – well, and Ashton's in real estate too, and, and I am too. So we have we have basic policies that just cover certain things, and then we can get a larger umbrella policy that covers us for anything over. Gotcha. But what I, what I like about – but in essence, all of that's pointed directly back at us. So I'd rather have, I don't want, but because I have enough businesses at this point or enough investments, I don't know if it's whatever you call a business, but I'm attempting, I'm attempting to invest money and, and, and make profit. So I guess that is a business. So, but I have enough entities now that if something should happen to one, I don't want them all liable and I don't want them all responsible mm. in any sort of game. I don't want them looped in to any yeah. sort of umbrella lawsuit. I want to operate so independent and so um, uh, so separate from each other that like I'm just a ghost. Like me, even though I'm in them all, I'm just such a ghost because they operate it so independently. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing he mentioned, he's like, yeah, it depends on how large or how much money your LLC is making that makes that determination. Yeah, I, I definitely I think agree he's right with too. that. Yeah, I think well, right one of the too. difficult things for me, though, is like, how do you how do you plan to scale up if if you're wanting to do a parent company to pass through as like an escort? Like, how do you plan that in advance when you're not even making the appropriate money to do it now? Yeah. I'm, and and I do like his I, I do like where he's going. And I think because he's in, I, I think he's in a few things, too. So I don't know how he's operating, but mm -hmm. um I do think that you can save money off the front end if you're only only doing little things and uh, liability is low. I don't know that you'd want to incorporate. Then it might just be like what we would call a badge and honor. Hey, I have a corporation or LLC, right? right, right. right? But however, for me, and, and Willis, you know how I am, and uh, I like I treat this with all my businesses. I want to be infrastructurally operating before I actually even operate. So I want all my yeah. structure to be in place. So when I do, this might cross over to your point. So when mm -hmm. I do start making the money and I do start making the bucks, none of that infrastructure changes or I don't have to feel a need to up my process or change middle, what do you call mid stroke, right? Yeah. To, to get more protection. And absolutely it's going to cost more in the beginning. Um, but I, I call it the cost of doing business, right? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't personally, I'm not saying right or wrong. I just personally don't want to get in necessarily involved with, with something that I can't afford certain cost of businesses to do. Mm -hmm. Like then it would to me be like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. if, if you're going to only make so, I mean, if you're almost going to make nothing and you can't even afford to incorporate and limit your liability, I don't really want to. I don't personally want to mess with it, but yeah. other people might. Other people might, right? Everything doesn't have to be an LLC for everybody. Yeah, if you're not if you're not planning for scaling in the future, um, and you're looking to more shoot from the hip and just get some extra cash on the side, um, sole prop may be a better way. Um, but for someone that's wanting to scale long term you're willing to put in some extra income, some extra work in the front end 
just to get the 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 foundation right i definitely agree with that yeah I, and i think i think um i think you hit it on the head man if you're planning to do the business that needs it go ahead and get it up front mm -hmm. and i really like i like that idea and i like don't change mid-stroke um, yeah. and i see i see it in my current business today like so many people get in the real estate business uh ashton is not one of them he's been in it for years much longer than i have but so many people will get in the real estate business and try to figure it out. Yeah. Like, and it crushes them. That's why so many of us don't make it um, six months a year because they have no idea to how to operate Yeah. once they get their license. Cause it's, it's so incredibly ridiculously easy to get a license. I'm not scared to say that because it's just a fact. And again, that's why there's so many terrible agents out there is because it's so easy and people don't have to know how to operate. Yeah. But if you know that going in, uh, agents like Ashton, myself, there's some other great ones in the market, um, are not not going to struggle when the lows hit, and we're right. really going to maximize the highs, and we're not having to figure that out when it happens and know where to go. So anyway. right, right. But thanks, yeah, Ashton, man. man. That's awesome. Dude. Thanks for chiming in. Yeah, that was a good discussion to add to the, the content. So the next thing I want to talk about was I approached um, uh, Federal Credit Union and ascend about a business loan and building up just credit history i don't know if we touched on this i don't know how far we touched on it last episode but i reached out to um jessica allen there at ascend and one of the things that she mentioned for me specifically for the situation and like my intention for the loan was to get a small loan and then build up credit history build up the ability to get bigger loans later and they actually don't really offer that type of um, path. And one of the things she says, there's a specific bureau that is for business credit, mm -hmm. but we do not report to them. Yeah. Business loans are backed by the income of the business, but also you personally, and therefore showing your credit, your credit history is also considered. So that, that's actually exactly what I found out too. I don't, so, yeah, she said that there's a requirement to you have to have two years business and two years tax returns in the name of the Willis Empire LLC. Mm -hmm. And then the minimum loan amount was 50,000 of that amount will only finance 80 percent requiring a 20 percent down payment, which that actually threw me off for a loop because I'm like, if I'm taking money out, why would I put money in for a 20 percent? Cause it made it feel like it was like a, like I'm buying property or something for that. And it just seemed kind of odd, but that's what, that's what it was. Well, the, and there's a little, this is, there's a little bit of failure in the market too. Um, and I say market or in the culture about credit you have to build, right? We, we, mm -hmm. we absolutely understand that. Like it, it just doesn't happen. Um, when somebody offers you credit, they're taking a risk and they're trying to mitigate the risk with, you know, some sort of history that you right. can provide. But and it, it, credit is a necessary evil unless you're just funded out the Yazoo. Uh, and I know we're not. Mm -hmm. I know most people are not. But the the idea is, is people want to start a business just to write everything off. Mm -hmm. Like if they buy, I don't know what it is, if they buy a pencil. Well, that's a terrible example. If they buy a TV that they hang in their house, mm -hmm. they're going to write it off as a business. 
I don't think that's right, but they're going to write it off as a business expense for their office. But right? that tax write off doesn't really matter until you get like a certain threshold, right? Well, I, I'm just saying, but they'll tip. Well, like you can write off all you want, but it's a bigger idea, though. Gotcha. But they'll, they'll write off all their, their profit mm-hmm. and income into ex- expenditures and show no profit, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Or, or what I'm getting at, rather. Uh, so, like, oh my gosh, I got this money. I need to spend it. No, mm-hmm. you need to show it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're going to ask somebody to give you money, you need to show that you've actually made money, right? On like profit or profit. So if, if you're going to write off everything and get credit for that, and it's going to be an itemized expense on your taxes and not your bottom line profit, mm-hmm. you you got to navigate that carefully because at some point, if you're going to come back to the bank, you're going to have to show a profit. Mm-hmm. Now I say that it's a necessary evil. If you have no desire to go to a bank and ever need money or a credit card or anything from anybody in your business name, then by means spend your money how you want and mm-hmm. categorize it and write it where you want. But I've run into this personally and 1099 employees run into this is we have to show profit. We got to mm-hmm. be careful in our business that we show profit that just because I'm, I'm I need a TV for my home uh, for me to watch. I shouldn't, you know, don't go buy it and categorize it as a business expense where it doesn't show on my profit line. Hmm. Now, if I bought it as a profit purchase or an equity purchase, that's going that expense, even though that's cash out, is still going to show in my profit line. Mm-hmm. But I put it two different places, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm probably doing it the same thing. So it always should have been out of my equity draw, right? I got you. Yeah. But, but I'm saying, you know, people want people want to grab. Well, the bank won't give me nothing. Well, you showed them. You've not showed them any reason to give you anything. You've wrote everything to zero, and you're showing no profit. I mean, who's going to lend a zero profit company anything, right? Yeah, isn't that where, like, writing off things that are depreciating, isn't that where like that's the benefit of when you go to your tax and you're writing them instead of just trying to show that you don't have income, show that you, you can get money back from the depreciation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything you can show, I mean, is income. Now, there, there might be a point you want to, uh, I mean, big companies are different, you know, like mm-hmm. they're sitting, you know, but like, you know, all the little companies we have are, are income and operating, you know, uh, incomes. So, you know, we need, we need to, we need to show those things because I need, uh, I'm not independent of needing a bank myself right now. Right. Yeah. So I, I need a partner willing to loan me money if I should need it uh, or not if, but when, when I do need it. Um, right. So, yeah. So just be, so just be careful thinking that, you know, starting a company is going to, going to lighten, you know, everything that you do. And the, and the answer is it's not, I mean, you need to exactly. show something at some point in time. Yeah. I'm at one of the pivotal points in uh, for the Turo business that, I'm starting to set aside money for taxes, mm-hmm. but I have no idea how much it's going to be. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just tell you what I do. You you want to, I'll just tell you what I do. And I pay quarterly taxes. Yeah. Um, I see. I've been, I've been thinking about talking to Sam to get me set up for a quarterly setup as well. So it doesn't hit me so hard at the yeah. end of the year. Well, and, and that's what I don't want. Um, I've set up, I've set up my business to reflect is that I have a tax account. Yeah. Um, so all levels of profit I make from anything, there's a mm-hmm. tax account. Put, that's, what, that's what I have right now, too. I put in 20% of any profits that I, or actually any checks that I pay. 
top okay. line, top line dollar, not not bottom line dollar. So okay. if I let's say Cowell behind me gives me a thousand dollars, right? Yeah. I put in immediately two hundred bucks into a tax account. Gotcha. If the camper business, it's not started yet, but if mm -hmm. if I made if I actually pulled an income from that, whatever that was, I'd be putting in twenty percent, and then gotcha. quarterly I would liquidate that tax account, pretty much down to pennies. I'm I'm set up at, with a with a bank account that's not penalized for below balance or anything. I I mean it's an it's just a checking account. I don't have any checks. I don't have any debit cards. It's just an online account. Is all it is. It's a pass through, but cool. it it allows me to pull it out and put it in there, and I'm not looking at it as a spendable account. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm, I'm, I was moving 30%. And 30 is fine. I mean, so, cause the worst case is that you'll just get money back at the end. But the way I've been and my tax guy said, man, you really don't want to give the government any more than they have to have. Meaning you don't, and he, he doesn't, he's not against government. He's not saying that because of that. He's just, I'm, what I'm getting from that is I don't want to depend on anybody having the money to pay me back. And I'm not right, sure how, right. how much money we really have right now as a government. We seem to be giving and borrowing a lot of it away. But um, so basically when I hit the end of the year, so I have that 20% pay in towards whatever my balance is, right? That I owe the government or IRS. So then I have my itemized deductions and all those things that pile on top of that. And on average, I usually get a little bit money back, not a lot, but a little bit which I actually apply. I just roll over to the next year's first quarterly estimated tax payment. So I roll gotcha. into every new year, not having a tax payment until June. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that setup. So if you don't expect any money back, it, there used to be a point I used to live on tax returns, mm -hmm. but now I don't. Now I'm just happy not to pay in. And if I get anything back, I pay it for Hmm on my estimated taxes because you never know what the next year is going to be in a 1099 business. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm very happy and blessed at the last handful of years, four or five years. That's how I've personally reacted. But if you're depending on that money, there's no shame in that, but eventually try to break yourself free where you're not expecting anything, you know, anything back. And if you, and if you do, you're rather excited. Cool. And so, but, um, Cool, cool, man. That's all I got for the content today. You want to add anything? Well, else? yeah, and I know you're chiming in, like, from my research, and I'm talking to, you know, Ben, I've been talking to people about it. Um, S-Corp and LLC, th there's some good information online. If anybody, or if anybody wants the link, I'll send it to you. And about the series LLC, just uh, email moneydownpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll get... Uh, We'll send you those links for you to personally review and make a decision. But but uh, again, not a tax professional, not a, a government entity professional. But the information that I'm that I've independently collected is showing me that basically more or less an S corporation is is a tax status. It's an mm -hmm. organization. It's, it's more about a different level of organization and a different tax structure mm -hmm. that might be right for some people. However, if you don't need it, you can have an LLC and operate in the same same way with less government regulation. Uh, you can actually have foreign investors, uh, which you can't technically in an S-Corp, have to be U.S. citizens. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, 
but you can operate with the same level of protection. You can still obtain business credit and it's just an easier function. You mm-hmm. can, you can work as a sole prop or a partnership up to, I think a hundred people, a uh, okay. hundred individual, what we call members. I call them investors or members or owners, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Uh, but the protection is the same. It's basically different tax structure and different, um, organizational method where your your shareholders in a corp, mm-hmm. your members in an LLC, there's added structure in S corp. They all have to be local entities where uh, unlimited based mm-hmm. on the shares and LLC. But the big thing is, cause we've had these conversations in the past is protections the same. So they're all baseline LLCs and S corp is like this, like mm-hmm. you're taxing or you're adding the additional tax structure and organization on top. So do what's best for you. Right. You know, and um, it's important to know you can start an LLC and then later escort, but you can't escort just at any time of the year. You have to do it. I believe verify this on your own, but I believe you have to do it at the beginning of each year. There is a limited time to add that structure on top. You just can't go the middle. Gotcha. Middle of your year. Anyway, that's all I got. Nice. Well, thanks again for listening to Money Down Podcast. I'm Zero Down Willis here with our co-host, Big Money Bates. Thanks again. Bye.